0: Welcome to All Set for Sunday, a podcast for busy and distracted Catholics to be a little more prepared for Sunday Mass. My name is Scott Williams. My co-host is Jeff Trailer. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Scott. How's it going?
1: It's good. We're sitting awkwardly close to each other this podcast, but I can't I can't say I hate it.
0: There's nothing more that I would enjoy than being awkwardly close to you. That's weird. Um, this is on a podcast. <laughs> father christian rabbit of awkward Uh, joining us from um, the farm
2: i'm i'm in uh jasper and i'm actually in my yard so i'm outside and i was just thinking i hope no trucks go by or anything (laughs) um
0: i saw something pretty funny on the internet uh that was a halloween costume of you
1: oh Oh, yeah it was fantastic yeah father
2: Father pan father pan is a priest from busan south korea and He works at st minor on the formation staff there and he dressed as me for halloween it was it was pretty funny
1: yeah he nailed it
2: he did do you
1: he was holding a book
2: yeah what was the story with the book well i guess probably books in general i'm i'm often known for i read a lot and uh that would you know if i was an action figure a book would be a likely accessory but um the <laughs> that particular book was the uh a textbook for that for one of the classes I teach. So oh, nice. It was you know it was it was a quick visual cue to what he was supposed to be.
1: I like it. The yeah it was it was great. The and sweatshirt a, also.
2: And then he was carrying around a dog, a stuffed dog, because my my I have the German a real dog. And then Lexi. he was wearing uh A flannel and khakis, but but more importantly, his hair was a little more messed up than usual.
1: (laughs) Nothing being like being known as the uh, disheveled dog dog uh, reading guy breeder.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Are you down to one dog now? Yeah, I'm down to one dog after after we had the puppies this summer and rehomed the puppies or got them new homes and. So now I'm back to Mama Dog. Just me and Mama Dog.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, that's what they called Jeff in high school. So, Mama Dog, you ready to do the two-minute drill?
1: <laughs> I was, I've been called a lot of things
0: in
2: life, but never
1: Mama Dog.
2: Oh, I'm going to call you that through the whole podcast. Go for it, Mama Dog. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: If we had a walkie-talkie, i would be your handle.
1: Oh, mama right. Dog, you copy? All right. Now, Scott... The thing that everybody needs to know is now Scott's going to buy walkie talkies. It's been the whole for our whole business and change every way we do things just so that he can call me Mama Dog. Mama Dog, so go go for Mama Dog. Great. Um, All right, we are headed into the thirty second Sunday in ordinary time. Uh, We're coming right off of. It's just it's been a great week. Yeah, I don't know about you two. Father, it looked like you had a really great day yesterday, but we're recording this the day after All Souls Day. So we had All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and then we're heading into the weekend. And it was absolutely, it's just been a wonderful week. But the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, uh, our first reading comes from 2nd Maccabees. Let me tell you about these seven brothers. And You talk about mama dog. Like this mom, she know how to, knows how to raise some boys who love them some God. And it's pretty awesome. So mm. these seven brothers... Are piece by piece, like one by one, tortured to death because they are, uh, because the king wants them to violate uh, their, their Jewish covenant, the Jewish law, and eat pork. And they're refusing to do so. So one by one, they die. But these guys, like, talk trash to the people killing them. About how they're going to be smited by God someday. The entire way, like one by one, a brother is killed and makes some comment like, "We're ready to die rather than transgress the laws of our ancestors." Yeah. And then it's in his laws that we are dying, but the, um, our King will raise up and live forever. Bring it and, on! <laughs> and just one after another, it's pretty. It's pretty epic. Pretty solid. I was very excited about it. I like it. Responsorial Psalm, uh, Lord, when Your glory appears, my joy will be full. Not a banger. Not a banger, but solid. I like it, but just enough, I think, to get a mumbler out of some people this weekend. Father Christian, have we ever talked to you about mumblers?
2: Oh, well, you know, I'm an avid fan of the podcast so know all about them.
1: You you yes. are an avid fan of the podcast. I forget about that. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Sorry that Scott forgot to publish an episode last week. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Couldn't find it. Our second reading then comes from 2 uh, Thessalonians. And in here... Uh, we we hear some very simple requests, right? That we can recognize that we have a God who has loved us and give us encouragement and that we can continue to just like grow in our hearts and every deed and word. And then finally to pray, pray that all that God has brought us will be glorified, uh, that we will be lifted up, that pulled away from the wicked people and that uh, the Lord can direct our hearts to the love and God and endurance of Christ. Mm. Simple, easy, like many, many of the letters that we see. And then we have the gospel reading. And guys, I, I'm going to be very sacrificial for you all, and I'm going to read the long form this week. Okay, It's only two more sentences, but I'm going to read the long form.
0: Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So our, our long form, mm. uh, Luke 20, 27, 34, and 38. Some Sadducees, those who were were, that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, if someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married a woman but died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And likewise, all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection... Whose wife will that woman be? For all seven have been married to her. Jesus said to them, "The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming of age, to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise." That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush when he called out, "Lord, the God, Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and He is not God of the dead, but of the living; for Him, to for to Him, all are alive." All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I struggled a little bit there. Sorry. I think you still did a good job. Oh, thanks. Well, we'll uh, find uh, out here.
2: Good job, Mama Dog. <laughs>
0: father christian did mama dog get anything wrong
2: mama dog did a great great job
0: (laughs) awesome uh what are you what are you preaching on this weekend
2: death can
1: i can i say there every week we talk about themes that you can find in these readings and obviously death is one but it's not often that you find a theme like seven brothers like two oh, of our true. three readings have seven brothers. They do, How about don't.
2: That? They. I'm sure you yeah, could do yeah. something with that, but I, I'm not doing anything with that. I don't think. Maybe a good preacher could. But yeah, what are you, going good gonna preacher could. Uh, death.
0: <laughs> Currently, Father Meyer is scrambling to take a challenge of a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, to turn he it loves. Into. He loves when we make a challenge on our podcast. Uh, and a couple weeks ago, he he preached about pouring out one for the homies. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so death, death. What's going on? Yeah,
2: well, I mean, we're, it's fall, and and down here in southern Indiana, I mean, I'm just all the leaves are coming down, um, and so we're we're moving into winter.
1: Wait, as you said that, literally a leaf fell behind your head. Exactly. This is like picturesque here uh, yeah. scenery. And
2: then you know we just had. Well, we're also coming to the end of the liturgical year, and so okay. we're we're going to have more and more readings in the next several weeks about the end Mm -hmm. and and uh and i own this week's almost like a transition to that i think but uh starting next week we're gonna we're gonna hear a heck of a lot about judgment and the final days and everything and that's going to take us through the end of the liturgical year and then we start advent where actually we hear even more about that still uh, until christmas but um, So we have those things going on, and we just had all saints and all souls. So there's kind of this death theme going on, and then we get Second Maccabees. And, you know, I think Maccabees is a book that has a lot to tell us in the first reading about death um, and what the Christian approach to it should be. Um, because, well, elsewhere in the book of Maccabees is, is we have the stuff about you know, praying for the dead, um, and that's of course really important, and that's what we did this week on All Souls Day. But this this reading is not that. It's it's sort of more thinking about how we confront death for ourselves, and um, and I and I think it's just got a really it's got a really powerful message about, um, you know that we shouldn't we shouldn't be afraid and that that in in light of the hope of uh, um that we can have in god's promises we should be able to confront death um sort of stare it in the face you know um we should be able to it gives us courage the great message of hope that the resurrection promises gives us courage in the face of difficult things death being a very you know powerful example of a difficult thing of course they're there scaled down versions of suffering and death that we have to face but if we can face the big one we can face everything else right um, and you know I, I think I may have mentioned this before on this podcast but one of my favorite contrasts to think about in the scripture is you know what logic do we live by do we live by a logic of like fidelity, do we, do we make our decisions based on what's faithful to God and what's faithful to the good and what's faithful to what's right? Or do we make our decisions according to a logic of survival and personal advantage? And you know, the Jews in the Old Testament are often confronted with that contrast. Do I make a decision based on what's faithful to God and what's faithful to what's good? Or do I make a decision just based on survival or personal advantage? And the and the, the the brothers Maccabee here are are really showing us that the importance of making the decision based on the logic of faithfulness, the logic of fidelity, and and they do it. I mean, they they they're they're so strong in the face of suffering. Uh, the bells are ringing. Um, yeah. 430. they do that you know it's really powerful the way the way their witness right that they give us in the, in this story is is to choose that choose to be faithful even when it hurts you know it reminds me of the uh, second letter of saint peter where it says it's better to suffer for doing good than to do evil and the maccabees are, are kind of a an example of that um and, you know, I was thinking, too, about high school because maybe because I did that mass, the our all souls mass was special mass for high school in the cemetery. So I was thinking a lot about them and how in high school, like people are often kind of confronted with choices about, um, you know, do you cheat, which would be the logic of survival. Or do you accept failure in order to do the right thing? You know, do you pick on somebody because you think it's going to be you more popular? Or do you accept being unpopular because it's the right thing? Or, you know, do you do what your parents ask you to because it's right, but that might mean missing out on something more fun? And, you know, high school is like... I think real life, people, when people go to college, they think they're going to real life. But actually, real life is way more like high school than it is like college. <laughs> so.
1: that's, a, that's the truth. That's, a,
2: <laughs> and, and those, that truth
1: Mom. that's real.
2: You know, and those choices that we're faced with in our high school selves are just the choices we get confronted with over and over again in real life. And so well, even
1: just the basic structure of like clock in, clock out.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That true.
1: You got tasks assigned. You do that. Like yeah. there is reality to that.
2: That's. But you just. But those moral. The moral choice of, you know, I might do the right thing here and pay for it, um, but you know, the Maccabees are. They have you know. There's this testimony here about the promise of resurrection already in the second book of Maccabees, and then when you get to the gospel. You have you have Christ Himself, you know, revealing the truth of the resurrection, which then of course He's going to fulfill, you know, in His own Paschal mystery. And it's it's really the resurrection which allows us to make those difficult choices, you know. Um, I it's not that if you don't believe in the resurrection, you can't make a choice for the good. I'm sure you can. I know there are There are good people out there who who aren't believers, but man, the resurrection sure strengthens us, doesn't it? And it tells us that we we can make our way through momentary suffering because there's a promise on the end of it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking at for my homily.
1: No, I I think you talking about the the like I like you talk the making a decision based on. What God desires for us what God would want or what I mean you said it differently but I but yeah. I think the reality is like we make the decision that is easiest most comfortable makes right. us happy yeah gives us the immediate gratification not looking at what is the long term what's right Literally, yeah or yeah the correct thing um, and be and,
2: and yeah and also you know if if the if we do make a choice for the wrong thing you know We, we actually end up paying for it, you know, be, in various ways. I mean, uh, you, we can certainly think about the afterlife. But but even in this life, you know, we're, we're lesser when we, when we make those bad choices. We pay for it. We, it seems like making the comfortable, easy choice, if it's wrong, is going to be to our advantage. And maybe... Mm-hmm. Maybe it will be in some ways, but we actually pay for it because we're less when we do it.
0: I feel like this could be a misconception, or maybe it's just the the priests that I know well. But I feel like priests are much more in tune with death in general. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's because of the uh, amount of funerals that they (laughs) preside at (laughs) or... Um, it's like prayed about often the, the phrase momentum more has kind of come back and has been a big part of, uh, a lot of conversations and and discussion. And I think that it's healthy to remember that death is ever present and is part of, um, you know, our inevitable future. But like as a as a family person, how do you do that in a healthy way?
2: Well, I mean Saint Benedict says keep death daily before your eyes. I mean I think it's it's good to just remember our mortality, um, and what Remind I mean,
1: your kids of death hmm? every day, Scott. Yeah, just put death in front of your kids every day.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know um when you say can we do it in a healthy way like, um l- what's
0: a good way to exercise that as a as a family man in a in a healthy way
2: um can you spend more time on farms <laughs>
1: <laughs> here you go all right don't ask a question you don't want the answer to
2: yeah I I, I do think that like our d- you know, our disconnection from the natural world are, you know, as we've moved from an agrarian society to an urban and suburban culture, people are way more out of touch with the natural processes of death and reproduction. And so mm-hmm. th- both of those things become really taboo, you know? Um, and so if, if people really want like a healthy attitude, you need to spend more time on a farm. Um, because that will like help you, that will deeply get you in touch with those realities very quickly. Um, but apart from that, you know, I'd say with a family, it's like, well, you know, if somebody in your family dies, do you, are you, do you think it's like a really bad thing to take your kid to the visitation or the funeral? You know, some people do. And I would say, no it's important that you take your kid to the visitation or the mm. funeral. Don't be afraid of that. Um, it's, it's, I don't think you, there's, you're never too young to start getting in touch with these realities. Um, right. and so that would be something, and you know, there are funerals in the parish all the time and, par- and there are public liturgies. And so, you know, that's something too, I think is to can, if, if you have ever have time in your schedule to just attend the funeral masses of your parish. Um, and, and that is one way to get really in touch with, with death as part of, of our existence.
0: Good answer. All right, Jeff. That was good. This I, Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to kill the Bible. Approval,
1: Yes. Stop it. Oh, that
0: was I had a really great transition and then he came in with the mama dog.
1: He beat you. He over transitioned you.
0: Yeah. I was I was saying I don't want to kill the vibe of this this podcast. Oh. Well, uh, I did wait,
2: kill the vibe. I killed I killed your transition by bringing up my <laughs> <laughs>
1: Death is coming. Oh, this podcast right, about, might be dead after this.
0: Yeah. Dumb questions.
1: Well, the first thing I wrote down, you just brought it up. So I think it's a good mm-hmm. opportunity to talk about. Oh, wait, no, I have one thing before I get into this. This is about the readings. Okay. Let's let's get away from like the scripture and what Jesus intended. Can we all talk about like the elephant in the room here? This lady killed these brothers, these husbands, right? Like, oh, really? I mean, I don't know, but like, th- th- so she was married to seven brothers and every one of them died one after another and then kept marrying her And they all died and then she died later Like anybody, I'm just I'm, I'm assuming there wasn't like CSI back then but like is anybody worried About she this was she, about poison? You um, what? she was a serial killer
2: She uh, was a serial killer Yeah I, I don't I think I think the Sadducees are trying to reduce Resurrection to the absurd You know and But But it doesn't work that's what you have going on there
1: well, I think it's absurd that they kept letting this lady marry these brothers and kill them. And so therefore, mom, mom and mom.
2: It's not that far from the story of in the book of Tobit. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's seven brothers, but you have this series of men that marry Sarah and they all die. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. Until she finds her true prince.
1: Because... She took care of the other ones until she found her. Trooper. I'm just saying. Oh, all
2: mom right. and dog. Oh,
1: all right. This is my question. Scott brought it up, but I think it's good to talk about, as Scott said, the phrase memento Mori has like really made a comeback in in the Catholic culture, I think. And like it's becoming more talked about thing. If you were celebrating mass in a cemetery last night, which I thought was really cool by the way. And I enjoyed the pictures. Um, can you, can you teach us, teach our, our audience and listeners like, what is Memento Mori other than skulls? And why is it, is it something we should pay attention to? And yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, that goes back to, I think it's connected to Scott's question, but um, just to keep, to keep an awareness of death or a memory of death, um, it puts things in the right, right perspective. Um, the, good, the goods of this world are passing away Um, you know, we're really, we're looking for truth here. And the, the truth is that eternal life, um, is our ultimate destiny. And so, and, and, you know, we are, we're in via or we're on our, we're in pilgrimage, we might say, in this, in this life. Um, and so to remember our death is really just to remember our remember our destiny and of course that comes with judgment and so you know remembering our judgment is is an important thing you know that's a good good kick in the butt to, to <laughs> look at our moral life and examine ourselves in light of that judgment um, so I think I think it helps you know it helps us in our lives to remember and think about how how we're conducting ourselves in light of Uh, the story we're living and the way we want that story to end and also you know keeps keeps the the goods of this world in the right right perspective that they're they are passing away Um, and so we don't turn them into idols which is always a little bit of a danger Um, and so when we remember god and remember our ultimate destiny with god Then we we put the goods of this world in their right place, and then we can be in right relationship with them.
1: Very nice. I I I find a lot of peace in it personally. Like I just think this this reminder that like remember you will die.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: There's some peace there. Yeah, that's this is a good point. I should be scared of it. I should be preparing. Yeah,
2: and also I mean. just to maybe think another thought here, mama dog, um, that, you know, know, sometimes our life is, is rough. Um, and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, sometimes it's rough, rough. Um, and so, you know, that it's not that, um, we're going to, uh, romanticized death by any means, but I think about how Teresa of Avila said, "Oh, you know, life life is like a night in a bad hotel," and uh, and and it's, sometimes it's helpful when life is difficult to remember that it's passing, and you know there is a certain level of discomfort that is just going to be part of things. But if we live our lives well, you know we're that we're we're going to be in a better place
0: tell you what, here's to living life well, and I couldn't think of a better place than on this podcast with you guys. So, Father Christian, thanks for joining us.
2: My pleasure, as always.
0: Bye, everyone.